This season of the Mumbrig podcast is brought to you by Bathorium, Canada's favorite clean and green beauty bath products. They make all natural bath bombs, bath soaks, bubble baths, and accessories with no artificial fragrances or toxins. And they're vegan and ethically produced. To get 15% off, go to mumbrig.ca slash bath. Welcome to the Mumbrig podcast a place where you can feel normal, get helpful information, and laugh your ass off. Hopefully without peeing your pants. I'm your host, Erica, and I have two kiddos. I am not a mom expert, but I do have a zillion hours of therapy under my belt and no filter. I'm on my own journey to find happiness, and I want to help you on the way to yours. Hello, solo episode time. (laughs) I kind of got a little bit off track with the episodes I have had everything scheduled. So, for example, the last episode that I released um, at the end of March, I actually recorded in the middle of December. So, I I pre-recorded this entire season with the exception of now all of these solo episodes. So, the goal all along was that I would have every second episode would be a guest of someone amazing and fabulous and it would be pre-recorded. Then the episodes in between would be uh, me talking at um, the moment in time about what's going on, and it would be more of a casual off-the-cuff thing. Right now, it's Saturday morning. This is supposed to come out on Friday. No, it's not. It's Friday morning. It's Easter weekend in Canada here, and uh, it feels like Saturday because it's a long weekend. And uh, I realized that the podcast episode was supposed to go out today. So here I am doing my makeup on my sleep-in day, My husband and I, if you don't already know, um, alternate sleep-in days on the weekend. Long weekends are always a bit tricky because if it's a three-day weekend, we always have to fight or have some sort of competition or trade-off or whatever to see who gets the extra day because he gets a four-day work weekend and I only get, well, I get a three-day work weekend. So from a sleep-in perspective, it doesn't balance out. So he gets Friday and Monday off and I get Friday off, which is amazing. Um, but we have to always figure out, I wonder what we're going to do. We'll have to see. Sometimes we, we trade bedtimes. Sometimes we, what do we do? Trade, basically we bargain and battle for it. It depends on whatever, whoever's the most tired and wants it at the time. But anyways, all that to say is today is the first time I'm actually recording live and in the moment and it's not sort of months off. So today I wanted to talk a bit about my last Instagram post which I just put up because I have officially, I mean I've had this in my head for a long time now but I haven't actually come out to you guys and explicitly said it yet. I think it's implied. If it's not implied then um, I felt like I still had to come out and say hey guys guess what? So if you hadn't seen the post already, it's the lovely picture my five-year-old took of my bum. <laughs> it's so funny because after I posted the picture, uh, it's my dog. The backstory to the picture is that I was meeting a friend at a park for a distance play date and we got there and despite having got Aubrey to go pee before we left, of course, as soon as we got there, she had to go pee and there was, it was a park that I had biked to, to meet a friend. So we weren't close to our house. We couldn't just run back home. And it's 
well, April, or it was March at the time. <laughs> and so, of course, there was no trees. So she didn't really go in a bush anywhere, which is usually my super good parenting go-to. So I ended up biking to her to a local store because at that point in time, it actually happened to be open. And for some reason, she had my phone, I don't know why, in the bike trailer that was connected to the bike that I was pulling her. And uh, the other day when I went and looked on my camera reel, there was like 100 pictures of my butt and random things from outside of the bike trailer. So all I have to say is that she, while we were rushing her to the bathroom, she, I stole one of her pictures and gave her credit of my butt pulling her on the bike while she is in the back screaming, I have to pee. And we have this thing when she has to pee where she's yelling, I have to pee, I have to pee, I'm going to pee my pants. And I yell, tell your pee to hold it. And she so then she yells back, pee, bladder, hold it. Don't go. You can do it. You can do it. And it's annoying, but cute. Anyways. I, uh, all that to say is that it seemed like the perfect picture to talk about the sort of official change of who I am in the world of, um, blogging, influencer marketing, this mom blogging space. And I've officially come to terms to decide that I no longer want to be a quote unquote professional blogger. I no longer want to focus on making money or doing things in a strategic way to help um, a business grow. And I kind of wanted to explain that a little bit more because it's hard to understand if you're not in the space. And I'm going to stop and take a sip of coffee because 7 a.m. on a Friday, Mm. which is actually funny. It's usually late, quite late for me, but um, Aubrey came in and woke me up on my sleeping day, but that's a whole other thing. (laughs) My husband felt bad and brought me a coffee. So Um, in this world, it's, it's so funny because one of the things when I say I'm either pulling back from Instagram or I'm changing a strategy, one of the comments I get really, really, really often is, well, just post what you want. It's just, it's good to be able to just do what you want. And while I I don't disagree, I actually, I, I totally disagree, sorry, I totally agree with that. There is, um... If you are a business and a lot of bloggers out there that you see and you follow, a lot of them are a business, whether it's a side hustle or a full-time job, it's a business. And as much as they try to and want to incorporate things that like just posting what you want, do what makes you happy. Yes, but right. There's that big yes, but that nobody thinks about because If you are in fact a business, you can't say that to a brick and mortar business owner in the same way. So my, um, I'm thinking about my friend Jenna who owns her, the gym iron North studio and yes, but because it's her livelihood, it's her, like she can do whatever she wants because she owns the gym. Yes, but right. There's things that you just can't do as a business owner. And as a, as a blogger, it kind of goes in the same if you're trying to make money and if you're trying to be a business out of it. Yes, you can do whatever you want, but there are, as an example in the blogging world, there are, if you want to make money with brands and sponsors, they want to see that your posts get a good amount of engagement. So that either means likes, shares, um, comments, and they want proof of that. So 
while you can post whatever you want, those things, if you do in fact want to make money and you do in fact want a business, have to be successful. So yes, but. Um, because so often, it's really interesting. Coffee sip time. Brands all want different things when you work with them. So there's no sort of one universal requirement, like a brand wants X number of followers or a brand wants X percentage of engagement, which essentially means for every post, like however many people actually respond to your stuff, whether that's posts, direct messages, liking, whatever that might be. But you have to, if you're going to be making money as a business, prove and prove that meet sort of their individual set of requirements. And those vary depending on the organization. So you can't just go and post whatever you want all the time because then if you don't have the metrics or the sort of qualifications, which is a weird word, but the qualifications that they're looking for, then they're not going to hire you. So yes, but, (laughs) um, There are also, for example, one of the things that I've stopped doing lately, and I might do it again just because it's interesting for me as a marketer. One of the best ways to have, you know, more comments, more likes, more sharing of a post is to include, you know, very specific hashtags, which you can be do do through research. And because I just don't care anymore. And because I'm at the point where I've decided, hey, I, I don't want to be a professional blogger anymore I sort of stopped doing them all together and it's wonderfully relieving uh, but yes but I'm also still a professional blogger so things like that I enjoy doing and I enjoy researching I like getting into the numbers and seeing the metrics of what works and what doesn't like that's interesting to me from a hobby perspective so I have put out the post on Instagram now that I officially for right now, and again, this could change, who knows, just saying for the foreseeable future, I'm going back to basics. (laughs) I no longer want to be thinking of myself when I identify myself of who I am and what I do. I don't want to think of myself as a professional blogger. I don't want to think of myself as I'm in influencer marketing. I don't want to think of any of those things like that. And I think that's a big shift, but what does that mean? I don't really know yet, to be honest. It means that to me, I'll tell you what it means to me right now in this moment. It means that I'm not going to worry about if posts do well, or I'm going to try not to worry because it's this really weird, deep ingrained thing that's sort of settled into me over the years. I'm not going to worry if I get enough comments because that's a big thing. Brands want to see a certain number of comments. I'm not going to worry if, where's my eyelash curler? Guys, I'm motoring through this makeup. I'm not going to worry about collaborations. One of the big things if you're a blogger or brand is to work with different companies or different bloggers or different um, professionals to help leverage each other's networks to help grow. I'm not going to spend any time doing those right now. I just don't want to. Unless, and again, and but, Unless it's something that I feel would really help a lot of people and I'm passionate about and it feels like just a fun hobby to do. I'm, again, I don't know what this looks like, but I don't, I know that I want to put my hand up and say, 
I do not want to be considered a professional blogger anymore. I want to go back to basics. I do not want to be part of the world where there's drama and controversy and weird obsessions over numbers and I'm constantly trying to prove myself to people and you know sell myself to brands. I don't want that anymore. I want to be at a point where I go again back to basics and I can just focus on what I love. <clears throat> and on my Instagram break, I did a lot of that. And I'm going to be talking more about that um, with you guys in the coming episodes. But I think that's sort of a part two conversation to this is that I realized on my break though, that I need to just go back to why I started this and what were my driving reasons for being here, for showing up, for taking the time and effort into something like this. And I realized that my number one thing was I liked the idea of being able to help people. And the thing is, is when you're helping people, there's no one right way on how to do that. I can use my Instagram platform to help people sharing a variety of messages. I'll continue to do that, but not with the same <laughs> that I used to, but I can still do that in other aspects of my life. And I will still continue to do that in other aspects of my life. But that was the main message. So why am I doing this? Is because I wanted to be able to help. And number two is I was doing this because I liked the creative outlet that it provided. So I love, love writing and I love doing things like this with the podcast. And I, I love having fun with it. But when it becomes a job, it was less fun for me. So here's another example. Um, Instagram, for example, really favors your account if you post on a consistent basis. No one's really come out with uh, what is the right number and what is the right post consistency. So, for example, is it the most is it the most beneficial for your account if you post every day versus two times a week versus once a week? Like that that number isn't set in stone. But what is crystal clear? I'm butchering my mask, my eyeliner right now. Whatever. <laughs> what is crystal clear is that Instagram favors consistency at whatever interval. So it is essentially better to post once a week, every week on a Monday, than it is to post sporadically all the time, all over the place, whenever you feel like it. Ironically, considering that's why the platform was built, essentially. I am butchering my mascara. Oh, hold on. I gotta do one more sip. Sorry. This is not getting into my veins at the pace that I would like. So as by me saying, hey guys, I'm not doing this professionally anymore. And people saying, you know, you can do whatever you want. Absolutely. And that's exactly what I'm choosing to do. And I'm excited about it. But that means that I now no longer have to worry about post consistency. Because one of the, again, one of the ways to make money, whether it is by selling your own product, whether it is by being an affiliate whether it is by uh, having sponsorship deals, is to have an account with really great numbers and consistency is a great way to do that. So I'm like the tone of this message, I'm going back to basics. I'm doing what makes me happy, what I'm passionate about, 
and I'm going back to helping people. And that may mean that I have a really busy week at work and I don't post at all. That may mean that something happens in the news that I feel really passionately about and it's something that I've been researching at home and I chat about it all week. And I'm feeling really, really good about that decision. And it's hard and it's sad because for a couple of different reasons. I'm going to take a picture and show you guys what I just did with my mascara because it's quite funny. It's just everywhere. It looks like Aubrey might as well have done my makeup today. This is my whole thing. I'm trying to multitask less, but uh, I want to spend a lot of time with my kids this morning. So this seemed like a good thing to buddy up and do together. So anyways, all that to say, I'm really excited about this move, but it's hard because it feels like it should be perceived as a failure. And for a long time, that's what I thought. I thought that if I didn't make it to my goal of being, you know, able to support my family with a full-time salary. And don't get me wrong, um, the mom break income was quite good, but it was never enough for me to quit my job comfortably and consistently as an example. Like, and that pressure, I don't know that I ever really, I wanted just for the having that badge of it, but I don't know that I actually ever really wanted that because I'm a person who likes consistency and um, income of a blogger is anything but consistent. So it does feel a little bit like a failure, but I'm okay with that now. I'm, I'm finally at the place where I can say to all of my marketing clients, where I can say to all of my blogging students, guys, I have the marketing skills to help you, but I don't want to be a professional blogger anymore. I'm very comfortable being a professional marketer in my own little tech bubble that I'm working in and being on Instagram as a hobby. That's what I want. And I think that's why I know this, this episode to some you may really relate to and others you may sort of ask why 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 is it important that you're saying this explicitly like no one cares um which I can actually totally see and totally relate to but I think it's an important message that as a blogger you don't need to do this professionally you can do this as a hobby and you can do this as a passion and I personally haven't seen anybody who other other than anyone who's you know gone under like crazy critical attack like the the woman who put up her kid for read or read like unadopted I don't know the correct terminology I'm sorry but the big famous youtuber there who went under like incredible media scrutiny scrutiny oh god who got attacked by everybody in the world because she had trouble with her adoption of her son and she put him... If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, just Google woman blogger adoption give back. (laughs) And they'll tell you the correct words on how to say it or do it. But... uh, (laughs) Michaela something, Stover, I think. All that to say is that I haven't ever seen a blogger and why I think this is so important openly talk about how they were making money and how they don't want to do this anymore and they want to just go back to it being a hobby and I think it's partly a little bit embarrassing 
and partly like that sense of failure, but partly I feel like it's an important message to send because I, I know I'm sure I've done this to people. I, I would be surprised if people didn't feel this way about me where I've pressured people to do things in a certain way because that's the, you know, the best way to get results. But here's the but is that we all don't have to have the same results and goals in mind. And I think that's something that I've tried to capture along the way in, you know, teaching about blogging and teaching about, it was sort of the essence of the term mom blogging and the course mom blogging 101 is that your goals and the way you do things will be done differently. But I am, I am absolutely certain that at some point I have given off the impression that things have to be done a certain way because you have to meet these goals and do, you know, do this. And I, I regret that, um, but it's a hard thing not to convey. So here I am saying, I have new goals. I have new priorities. I don't want to do this anymore. I have thought about it for a long time. I felt like I was giving up. I no longer feel that way. I feel like now I'm, I'm moving into a new purpose and a new chapter of my life, which I'm really excited about. Does that mean that I will stop selling things, being affiliates for people, um, being uh, working with different companies? Probably not. It means I'll probably still do those things, but I will do them in a limited capacity where I am incredibly specific and um, selective over who I work with and why and when, and if in any way, shape or form, it makes me feel anxious or stressed or I, you know, don't 120% believe in the company or the organization or message, it's not going to happen. So what that will look like, I don't really know, but I do know that this is now officially a passion project, a hobby. It's the equivalent of, you know, someone reading a book in their spare time it will not monopolize my life. It will not uh, distract from my kids. It will not take away from my marriage. It will. It, it's so funny because I've been I've been working on something in the background. Um, I've been doing a lot of writing, and I read um, something to my husband the other day. <clears throat> and one of the things that I wrote it was an article or blog post, but anyways. Um, was that about how much of a detrimental effect social media had on our marriage, my relationships with my kids and my family and friends without even really realizing it. And one of the things that I wrote was about how I went to, when I first started blogging, I went to a local craft fair and it was just Aubrey at the time. Aubrey wasn't, Austin wasn't even a thought, I don't think. And we went as a family on a Saturday and I was doing an Instagram story and I, I remember my husband just said like, let's go inside. And I snapped at him. Like I snapped at him pretty aggressively saying something along the lines of, it's just a story. It's just quick. They need to know. And I, and I felt obligated to share because it was, you know, a couple people who had worked really hard on the craft show, small business. I wanted to help them. It goes back to this issue. Well, not issue, but this, this core desire of me wanting to help And I snapped at him really badly and he did nothing wrong. And we have had so many moments like this 
I mean, it's really, there's countless moments where I've snapped where I've been trying to focus and do something or a kid yells or they're trying to just get more of me. They just want more of me. And I read this to my husband and I, I was talking all about how, how much I impacted the marriage and how I regret doing that. And he looked at me and, you know, this was a couple days ago and he said, that's the first time you've ever acknowledged that this has impacted us on that level in a negative way. And it took me by surprise because I, I, I knew that it was, and I knew that this was taking a hold of my life in a way that wasn't positive, but I didn't realize, realize how, and I didn't realize that I wasn't expressing my remorse to the, you know, one of the most important people in my life, my husband. And so it it took me a little bit by surprise, but it made me realize, and I mean, I've I've known this for a long time, which is why I've made a big push to set boundaries with social media, is how much of a negative impact it's been having on my, my personal mental health, but not only that, the relationships with my kids, my husband and my family. So I'm really, really, really excited about this change. Um, the, what will happen with all this stuff that you guys consume? Not much. Honestly, it probably, it probably won't change, but what, from your perspective, but what will change is that I'm, I just know, and I wanted to be very crystal clear that I am coming at this now as a hobby. This is a really cool place where I want to, you know, help, where I want to share the things that I'm passionate about with the things that I think are important the things that I value and hold dear. And I want to take those things and continue rippling them into all aspects of my life. And I'm now putting out my hand and saying the most important channel and aspect of my life to do that is no longer social media. I'm going to continue, you know, that conversation, that message in other channels of my life, friends, family, work, uh, different organizations in the community and I am now a hobby blogger. So it, it feels really good to say it clearly and explicitly and to have a whole friggin' podcast about it. Um, I'm sure a lot of you are like, this was a dumb episode. If you, well, if you got this far, you've listened to 25 minutes of it. So you're welcome. <laughs> but I, I hope that specifically for those who find yourself in this space, whether it's not, whether it's about, you know, your feelings around social media or you're in that space of blogging or you're in a small business and feeling the same things. Um, I, I just wanted to share my thoughts a little bit. And the interesting thing about this transition for me is that everyone has their sort of hobbies and passions and mine, the reason why I, I, I got into this dark cycle was, you know, the desire to work on your passions and your your hobbies to your passions can easily turn into addictions as they just sort of overflow into all aspects of your life. And that was the problem. And that was the trigger for me, whereby my passions and things I like are marketing, are working on, I get, you know, I get into the zone when I'm building a website or creating a campaign. They're things that I love doing. And that's how it, it spilled over into an addiction. So I, I'm actively forcing those back into just hobby form and uh, it feels awesome. So anyways, thank you guys 
so much for listening. If you've listened this far, if you have any questions, um, let me see from a boundary perspective, what is the best way to message me? You can text me. I forget my text number right now, but I'll put it in the notes. <laughs> you can DM me, but uh, if you if you saw my Instagram story the other day, I'm I got my Instagram usage down from like eight to twelve hours, and I know that's a big range, but it really depended on what was going on or with work or whatever. But about eight to twelve hours a day, down to under you know forty around forty five minutes on average a day. So um, less time there to spend on DMs. So I may miss some and I may uh, not be as super responsive, but email, there we go. Email Erica at mompray.ca. I do check those every day and that's my priority now. Um, feel free. Like I, I do actually like talking about this. It just, um, the old super way of Erica responding instantly and to everybody is, you know, no longer and that's okay. So hope everyone has, if you're listening to this live, a fantastic Easter long weekend. If you're listening to this after the fact, hope you're having a great safe existence. And uh, next week, ooh, next week's is a good episode. So it is all about self-care. And I'm really, 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 really excited about this episode because it it breaks down self-care in a way that I had literally never heard of before. And it is the framework for some really exciting stuff I have in the future based on her work. So um, self-care next week, I promise you it is a way that you've never heard of before, um, unless you follow her and you'll see, but I'll put uh, all that stuff below and uh, yeah, tune in for next week. Have a great one guys. Bye.